Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi and welcome to 101 Part-Time Jobs, a short series where we get to hear about the best and the worst part-time jobs ever hired for. These recollections are sometimes funny, sometimes gross, but either way, they dive into the worlds of other people that we might have not otherwise imagined. These are first-hand experiences told by the employees themselves, and that's the aim of the show, to hear other people's stories. Our guest today is Josh Waters-Rudge from the band The Skins, who are kind of ska, kind of dub, reggae, and definitely the kind of thing you'd expect to dance to at Boomtown Festival, if you know what I mean. I've known Josh since we were teenagers, and he was one of the first people I got in touch with about the podcast. 
Signature Brew is the official beer of 101 part-time jobs. It's definitely just a time in my life. There's there's definitely like small stories from there, which uh, yeah, definitely awakened me to some things that uh, you know I'd never seen before. Yeah, and it was basically my granddad. So my dad's dad um, has a removal business or had a removal business, uh, which was his dad's that used to do removals like all over. East London and London and Essex, but primarily in the London borough of Barking and Dagnum. The council specifically, yeah, it would do like private, you know, normal people just moving house. People, sorry, normal homeowners that are just moving house. Um, yeah, to move house. They would do those jobs as well, but a large portion of the work was for the, the, the actual borough council, London borough of Barking and Dagnum council and all the properties that they were in charge of. Yeah. And, uh... What kind of buildings were these? Man, everything, you know, everything from terraced... Ha- I don't, it, if anyone's not aware of where Barking and Dagnum is, it's, it's just, like, on the edge of East London, um, on, like, the district line. Yeah. Past uh, East Ham. And it's, like, a very working-class area. Like, most of the... Like housing there is council owned. I think the Beacon Tree Estate in Dagenham at one point or might still be is the, the biggest housing estate in Europe. Oh wow! Yeah, it's like a quite quite a big area. Yeah, man. Like everything from like the tower blocks to just the houses. Um, but so you, yeah, man. You were riding around with these with like your family members. Uh, yeah, so some. So there was definitely my, sometimes my so my dad used to work for my granddad and he did a bit like when I was as well but not as much and then obviously my granddad who's a quite an eccentric 77 year old like he was yeah. still doing was still doing it like until you know five few years ago whatever might even still do the odd job now yeah do you know what I mean it's crazy like just lifting stuff and all of that and then his brother my great uncle and and just some like of these just family business crazy yeah yeah and then like old family <laughs> some old family friends and just oh, yeah, some, yeah. And then just some, just, you know, just the old, like, crazy people from, like, Barking <laughs> or whatever would just come and Aye. doing jobs, man. And there's some wild, like, my, you know, my dad, like, knew some very wild characters that, like, used to work for them and stuff. And yeah. I met a few. And, like, all, like, stupid names and stuff. Like, there's this guy <laughs> called, like, Horizontal Steve because he was always falling over. There was one guy that used to work there before, before me. They used to call him Central Eating because he had, like, one tooth, like, right in the middle. We just... <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> But this was like probably just some cash, like when I was like, probably when I was like 16, and then right through, like well into like doing the skins, probably till like I was like, I think the last job I did I was probably like 22 or something. I'm 27 now. Yeah. So I probably haven't done it for five years. Can't get yeah, the yeah. Horizontal, just, horizontal Steve. <laughs> yeah, Horizontal Steve. Yeah, man, he was always falling over as well. He was, like the, <laughs> he was like the worst person to try and lift something up with. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, man, and just yeah, just some wild cats, and like and, you know, just like some in, in some of those in some of those flats, man, there'd be like some you know wild stuff. Like I like poverty exists in England, bro. Do you know what I mean people forget that? Like obviously it's not like it is in 
many other countries in the world and, you know, it's a pretty good place to live. But, like, poverty really exists in England. And, yeah, it was, you know... Luckily for me, in my life and, and, and the situation that I've been allowed to live in, I had an experience such in your face. Mm. Poverty, like, is in the state people were actually living. Yeah. In, like, council-owned house, housing in the UK. Like, you know, really opened my eyes. Having to put on gloves when we go into a certain house because it's, like, lifting up the, the police are there and oh, there might be needles under the bed or whatever. So, like, yeah. just watch what you're picking up and what's falling out of it and all that. What was that yeah. like working with your dad doing that kind of work? Um... Just, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just the work. Like, yeah. what I mean, it's just like it's, it's the world's life. Get on with it. But I, at that, you know, at that when I was at that point, I had a, I wasn't really, I hadn't really been in like that that kind of situation before. I mean, luckily for me, like that's not my life. Like I don't have to live there every day. Do yeah. You know I mean, like those people, like that's their life. That's how they're living. Um, how? But, well, you know, what we so I wouldn't like you know full on cockroach infested kitchens. Um. Like cockroaches are just about, just like about, about hanging right. out. Like pulling out the fridge, moving the fridge, and the back of the fridge is just like pure cockroaches just falling off it onto your hands. We're having um, to watch out um, because, like, if there's like blankets on the lorries, yeah, yeah, to like you know wrap stuff in or whatever, and like if the roaches. <laughs> get in the blankets and then they like lay eggs and like like we're gonna like infect like our stuff do you know what the worst in gnarly detail i can tell you like the worst smelling abode i've ever been in and it was this like this guy just lived like these cats man and there's just cat hairs and cat shit all around the house all like decorating the house and like amongst his stuff and you gotta come in and like they're just they're moving house or whatever or they're tearing the I think, yeah, he was in a he was in like a thing. I don't know why they were moving him, but he was moving house, and we had to go move him and just like dealing. I think he was on the ground floor. Yeah, it was just like it was just like a normal house, bro. But just the smell in there, walking in and out. Like imagine you're going in, picking up a box, coming outside, and you're like <gasps> gasping for air when you go outside. You're like a firefighter. Like two seconds, you're not like in this like cat shit house. <laughs> it was like wow. that was pretty gnarly. One time we came to we came to move this lady once, yeah. And we turned up, and it was like I'd never seen. It was just bits of paper piled up, pizza menu, like all the shit that shit. comes through your door. <laughs> yeah. But like, imagine like a lifetime supply of it everywhere, all around. That was just what a whole house was like. And she hadn't packed any of it, and we were there seven o'clock in the morning. It was and there was just so much. It was like a proper like hoarder's house. She'd like never thrown anything away. She'd never thrown a like, She'd never thrown like the pizza go-go menu or whatever or anything that has ever come into a home away it's just like piled up bags of rubbish yeah, great. <laughs> and it's like okay this is what I'm doing today no man we were just like we were like you just can't bring this like we're not bringing like we're not it's like, like vision her being like it's fucking it was mine. actually like in the kitchen just piled up rubbish bags and like I'm taking trash out and all that wow. yeah, like, yeah long just like a different side of of, of living and like, lifestyle man this is like a long thing that removal guys will know it's that like yeah usually I think you could my granddad might be able to correct me here but you could like pay if you was like a private job for like someone to come around the day before or a couple or whenever before 
few weeks whenever like drop boxes around and actually pack it for you maybe if it was like an old lady on her own yeah. or something like people yeah. would go around and do that and like yeah. help out whatever but most people you kind of maybe they would have dropped the boxes a few weeks back and they would kind of you'd expect you to like pack the, pack the house ready yeah. for removal to get ready you know and we turn up and do it or whatever but like when you turn up and the council ones sometimes you got like three or four to do in a day do you know what I mean? Because they're all in the same area and like you could That's a lot. You could get a man. Picking yeah, up yeah. someone's life, putting yeah, yeah. it somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three fucking Yeah, maybe three like lives. would be a bad one, yeah. I'd be mad. But but yeah, man, you turn up and like someone's like not really like they've never even they've never even thought about removing you know what I mean? Boxes are still there, not yeah, not yeah. Because it's crazy. Boxes. Some of them like unfortunately it was not like, we weren't bail- we weren't bailiffs or anything, but some of them are like evictions in that like they're being they've been evicted, but you've got like move their stuff or whatever. And, yeah, and people there, you know, like there was this. Guy, I remember this one guy. It was like a bus driver, yeah, mm. and he lived in like in this block in Dagenham. It was like quite it's quite you know quite a gnarly block, and um, you know it's, it, they 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 really really like you know were like house proud people you know what I mean it was really nice like flat just in their nice, place, nice or place. Like, yeah yeah but and like this guy was a bus driver man and he obviously like you know worked really hard and saved up and he had this sofa in there and we got it out and when they moved him into like the new place the sofa wouldn't go in like the city couldn't get it in the door yeah or whatever and like He's like, like, couldn't take the window out. Basically, wasn't going to go in the house. And my granddad's, like, saying to him, like, yeah, you know, we can, like, saw it in half and, like, stitch it back together and all that. And if that's what like, you really want. Yeah, this guy's, like, yeah. freaking out. Because he'd obviously, like, was really nice, like, leather sofa or whatever. He'd obviously worked, like, proper hard and saved enough money for it. And now the council's has moved him and he can't get his new house. I felt sorry for that guy, man. So there was this one estate in Dagenham East, yeah, and we moved these people out of their flat and a bunch of their stuff was in like the storage room in like the in the block mm. and they had like all this stuff in it it was so horrible and dark and scary yeah, in this storage room there's like mice shit and mice running around or whatever uh. and um we were like carrying we like got this sofa like in the lift all the way down to the bottom floor like smells really bad like got it like outside and there's like a hole in it and um all like these mice babies fall out of it like like the pink like newly born like mice babies yeah, they look like little <laughs> alien pink alien like little jelly babies or something oh, yeah. yeah and then like they fell out and I was like Ugh. yeah and then my granddad comes along and just stamps them all out and it was like it was it was intense man it was like That's a full-on thing to see, yeah. And like the, 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 That's the, a life the, the pavement, the pavement is is like red with the blood of tiny mice, thanks to the yeah, my grandfather's extermination <laughs> uh, tactics. Yeah, that was pre- that was a pretty disgusting experience for me. I've been working all day, I've 